Calabrese do the mambo like a crazy with it. Hello, hello. I am back. I'm back in action. It's, I missed you guys for a week. Welcome to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm alive. I know maybe some of you might have thought that I died. I didn't. I went to Italy for a week. I was in Dayton, Ohio, and I flew from Dayton, Ohio to Naples, then I took a boat from Naples to Capri, and then we took a car from Capri, did we take a car from Capri to, oh no wait, no, we took took a boat from Capri to Sorrento, and then we took a car from Sorrento to the Amalfi Coast, and then we took a car from the Amalfi Coast to Rome. And then I flew out of Rome and came home yesterday. So I made it. (laughs) It was amazing. I tried to get my podcast up last week while I was in Italy, but the connection wasn't good enough. I have to figure that out for my next trip whenever I go abroad next time to make sure I can make that work. But typical Jessie Mae Peluso, I learn life backwards like fucking Benjamin Button. I live backwards and I turn into a baby. So... I apologize for anybody who was looking forward to that podcast, but here I am. And what I did was, uh, subsequently, I was able to record every day, once a day, on my trip. So this episode, you're going to be hearing me broadcast from the boat to Capri, and then from the Amalfi Coast, and then again from Rome. Uh, So I was able to do like a little... Italy Chronicles, the Chronicles of Italy with Jesse May, my my Italian diary. So it ended up being a blessing in completely unpaired, uh, unprepared disguise. So I hope you can appreciate that. Um, I hope you all have your passport stamped and you're ready to embark on Jesse May's Italian world tour. <laughs> I had so much fun. I'm jet lagged as hell today and back home with Carlin. I just got Carlin back today. Fozzie's dying in the corner. Um, I did use butthole bleach leading up to Italy. and I had a really beautiful bleached butthole for the trip. You know, I shaved my legs like a lady. I shaved my armpits. I really just really brought the realness to Italy. Or I didn't bring the realness because I think bringing the realness would be bringing the hair so I brought the razors. I didn't bring the realness. I brought the razors. It was it was a it was a beautiful it was a beautiful time. Uh, I wish I was back there. I want to go back there next year for a month. That's going to be my plan. And just set up shop in the Amalfi Coast and find an Italian boyfriend for a month. That's what I want to do. Um, this coming weekend, I am going to be in at the Funny Bone in Virginia Beach. How exciting is that? So I go from Italy to Virginia Beach. (laughs) I'll be there the 24th, 25th, and 26th of July. Funny Bone, Virginia Beach, Virginia. My website is down right now, which I'm very upset about. We're trying to get it fixed. I had mail wire on my website. The fuck is that? I don't know what the fuck that is, but all I know is my website wasn't working. So I've got my website girl trying to get it up. 
So if you want to get tickets for the Funny Bone in Virginia Beach, you're going to have to go to Virginia Beach Funny Bone, their website, and buy them from there. I apologize that you can't get them from my website. I'll put a link up on my Twitter, too. So come out. If you're near Virginia Beach, come out and see me. Uh, it's going to be a fun time. I'll tell you all about my Italy trips. And uh, right now, get your passports out because you're about to embark on Jesse May's Italian World Tour. I hope you enjoy it. And I encourage everybody to save up their money and travel for the rest of their fucking lives. Let's just all be nomads. Let's go back to the beginning of time when we didn't have a home and our home was on our back and we fucking hunted and gathered. Let's do that. I want to hunt and gather cheese and wine and bread for the rest of my fucking life. Here we are. Monday, Monday morning podcast, and I'm in uh, Ireland. I'm in Dublin. Dublin. (laughs) I made it past tense. I'm in Dublin. I may have had a few cocktails. I am on my way. I'm on a connection in an airport to Italy because I'm going to Italy for a week for a vacation. This is a Sharp Tongue podcast, by the way, if you're just tuning in. And I sound like this because I've been on a plane for 14 hours. And, uh, and I'm waiting to get on a flight to Naples to then find my way to a ferry to Capri to then eat my weight in pasta for a week and shut off from the world. That's my attempt. That's where I'm at in the world right now. I am in the Dublin International Airport at the Aer Lingus Terminal. <laughs> what a hilarious name for a um, airline. Aer Lingus? Oh, I don't know if you guys just heard that noise. It sounded like a fart. It was just some guy that was too lazy to walk. He took the walkway. He took the thing that moves faster than normal walking. I don't know where the hell he's going so fast. He's kind of cute. He looks like a personal trainer slash leprechaun. Like a taller, a little bit taller of a leprechaun. He just looks like a regular Irish guy, really, is what's happening. Um, yeah, so I'm sitting here. I'm waiting for my plane. I just flew here from... Where the hell was I this past weekend? I was in Dayton, Ohio at the Funny Bone. What a fun fucking weekend. I had so much fun. Adrian Cosby opened up for me, a guy who shares the last name with Bill Cosby, but doesn't turn it into a tragedy because he's not drugging women. Women. He's uh, trying to bring the name, give the name a little bit more credibility in his own right. Adrian Cosby hosted for me, and then uh, Joe Evans featured. We had a damn good time. We had a damn good time. I'm trying to get these levels right. Uh, Oh, wait. Listen. Oh, shit. Oh, they boarding? Oh, fuck. They're boarding the plane right now. This is hilarious. <laughs> I'm trying to get my podcast in before I go on this flight, and they're boarding it. Oh, God. My last flight, I had to sit next to kids, and I just got drunk. Just to prove a point that I could. I think they were with their grandma. She was drunk too. Her and I were just wasted. You know, High-fiving over their kids' heads. 
I watched three movies. A lot of fun. But no, they're boarding the plane, so I'm going to have to come back to you guys. I'm going to have to get back to this podcast. It's going to be done in... Uh, it's going to be an international podcast. I'm going to probably be in Italy by the time that I get back to this. <laughs> Has anyone ever done that? Has anyone ever started to record a podcast and then stop it and then be in a different country <laughs> within a few hours? Hashtag working for my money. I don't want to not give you guys a product. I want you guys to hear my voice. So you don't forget me. Nobody wants to be thrown into the void and be forgotten. Right? It's better to burn out than to fade away. Neil Young said, well, I'm going to have to fade this podcast away before I uh, miss my flight and then I'm stuck in Dublin. Which wouldn't be a bad thing. I say there's plenty of good-looking boys with blue eyes. You've got to go through customs if you want to get through the country. You're sure and tis your lucky day. Now I just sound like a racist asshole. Asshole. I really can't speak. I can't. I have a, I have a horrible tongue. I sound like a racist asshole. Not all Irish people sound like fucking leprechauns, Jesse May. Just a lot of them do. Sure and tis. Follow the rainbow to me, pot of gold, you little son of a bitch. People are starting to look at me. They're getting offended. As they should, because I'm being an asshole. Well, this is what happens when you pass out Bloody Marys willy-nilly on a flight. Okay, guys, I gotta go on this plane. But I'll get back to you when I'm in Naples with my nipples. When the moon hits your eye like And now I'm in Italy. Now I'm in Italy. I still haven't slept. I'm on a ferry to Capri. (laughs) And there's an Italian lady speaking on an intercom behind me. And foreign people staring at me like I'm the loneliest person they've ever seen. Because I'm speaking into a microphone. Sitting by myself. I wonder if they have podcasts in Italy. Pasta cast? Oh god, I'm so hungry. I haven't had a whole meal yet. I haven't eaten. I haven't slept. I'm in a place where people don't speak English, really. I feel like I feel like it's a different time zone. Oh, wait, it is. Nine hours ahead. Man, the bus driver was hot. The guy who drove me from the airport to the ferry, he, he was sexy. If the bus drivers are hot in Italy, imagine what the guys look like who own grape fields or vineyards whatever you call them, they're grapes why can't you call it a grape field it's a field, there's grapes you know, I know they grow on a vine but still they're grapes and they're delicious god I'm hungry, I can't wait to eat some grapes I just want to sit by the pool feed myself like I'm some sort of Italian princess like I'm an Italian princess please, I already am and I'm sitting here, uh, just chilling on a boat. I'm, I've, I, traveling alone is the weirdest thing, because you just talk to yourself. Kind of like what I'm doing now, but I'm just recording it for you fuckers. I, uh, I hope the, I'm trying this new connection, and 
the Wi-Fi is... I don't even know if there is Wi-Fi on this boat. They got Pringles. I don't know if they have Wi-Fi. They got a cute little hot pink hat that says Capri on it. Maybe I'll buy that. I'll look like such an American wearing that hat. Hey, what's up? This is totally awesome. I love Italy. Can I have some mozzarella? Just calm down with all the fake Italians and the mozzarella and the soppressat. I love soppressat. I could really go for some sausage right now. I just want cheese and sausage and wine. I realize that I just have been eating like I live in Italy my whole life. I just like cheese and wine. Those are like my favorite things to fucking eat and drink. Nothing makes me happier. I eat cheese with every meal. I really do. I can't believe I haven't slept yet. I just wanted to, you know, do the podcast when I'm in the state because I think it's hilarious, first of all, and I'm so calm. Maybe I should do it like this always. I'm just calm. I'm looking into the ocean. I have no idea what fucking ocean it is. Where are we? Mediterranean Sea. And uh, there's a lot of sailboats out there. I might just have this ferry drop me off on a sailboat and I can just find a boyfriend for a week. I'm actually going to meet Laura Murphy, who was on this podcast. We did the fart episode. (laughs) She's waiting for me in Capri. And we're going to go to Capri and then we're going to the Amalfi Coast and then to Rome. I'm really excited to go to Rome. We're going to do a night tour of the Vatican and the rules are you have to cover up your shoulders and your knees. So you have some padding when you're going down on the priests, I guess. I'm just kidding, guys. Come on. A little Catholic blowjob joke to wake everybody up. (laughs) Peace be with you. Peace be with you. Oh, my God. I mean, God, literally. Let's get our shit together. I'm so excited. I haven't been on vacation in so long. Last time I went on vacation, it was with my ex-boyfriend, and we argued the whole time. He argued because he didn't want to have... He didn't like the sex we were having. That's what happens in relationships. You're like, even the fucking gets bad. (laughs) You're like, "This this isn't how I want it to be. People don't know how to fucking communicate. Well, then make it better. Don't be a spoiled bitch. Do something extra. Do a little something extra for your girl. Yeah, we were arguing in Mexico. We went to, where the hell did we go? Cancun? No. Did we go to Cancun? Fuck, we went to Cancun. It's such a white person vacation. I've learned now that Tulum is the place to go. Tulum is is the place to see in Mexico. My buddy, Will Sasso, that's his, that's his go-to spot. Um, so I'm going to have to go there next time. But for now, I'm going to be stuffing my face with pasta, red wine, and sopazat. Can I get some mozzarella? Do you guys have any cannolis? I'm just going to... I got it. I'm just going to have like a pasta belly at the end of the week. I'm going to look like... I'm going to look like a, one of those old ladies who just has, is all belly. My grandma was all belly. My, my grandma Jean, she was all tits and belly. And then the tits just became a part of the belly. And we called it a telly. <laughs> I 
She had big boobies. She really did. There's a little kid looking at me right now. He's like, what? Does she have a toy? What is she talking into? This like, little eight-year-old Italian boy. You better not get too close to me. I'll start flirting with you. I don't care. I'll start you early. Antonio. You better watch out. Where's your mom? Um, yeah, my, my, uh, my goals are to t- end up looking like my grandma Jean by the end of the week. And she, she used to draw her, you know, her makeup. She would do lip liner and eyeliner. And she would, towards the end of her life, she started to get a little senile. She was hilarious. She, she always asked a question whenever I brought one boyfriend to, to the house. We used to do Christmas at the at my dad's, you know, the Italian side. We used to do the Italian Christmas with 37 meats and the 45 different desserts. And I brought my boyfriend at the time, Randall, over. And she asked him a question. She goes, are you Italian or are you American? <laughs> like that was the only choice. Those are the only two choices in her mind. Are you Italian or are you American? And he was just like regular white. But um, yeah, she used to do her makeup and she would have her lip liner and her, eyeline- and her eyeliner. And because she started to get dementia in her older age... Dementia is a horrible thing, but it's also hilarious because of how horrible it is. If you have a brain like mine, you find humor in the darkest of hours. Uh, she, many occasion, would come down the stairs having lined her eyebrows with her lip liner and lining her lips with her eyebrow liner. So she'd come down looking like a character that belonged on a box of a, the cover of a cereal box. <laughs> Hey there, Grandma Fruit Loops. I like those hot pink, hot pink eyebrows. You gonna go play bingo with those fucking crazy things? Looked like you just ate a whole batch of brownies as well. You got a brown lip liner. Did you suck a black dick? What happened? <laughs> That's such a dumb hacky joke. My grandma never sucked a black dick. God rest her soul. I hope my Aunt Carmela isn't listening to this. She will curse me out. Fangulo biesta. She'll just start swearing at me. I um. I wonder what the first thing... I'm going to go to the pool. That's the first thing I'm going to do when I get to Capri. I'm going to go to the pool, and I'm, I'm probably going to sleep until Wednesday. I think that's what my goal is going to be. I mean, what, what else? Yeah, I'm going to journal. I brought my journal with me so I could take notes. Because I, I don't know if I'm going to lose all my mental ability when I get older. Dementia is a real thing, man. Shit, I don't want to forget this life. That's horrible. Memories are all you got. I just I have memories of this morning from being drunk on the airplane. Air lingus, air cunnilingus. I don't want to forget those things. Where I sat next to the children and vowed to myself to drink myself into an oblivion so I wouldn't have to deal with them. The little girl next to me kept farting too. It was bad. It was like fresh farts, you know, like baby baby diaper, you know, potent baby diapers are. Well, little girl farts are just as bad. They're fresh. Their organs aren't all tainted by years of abuse. That can't, That's a whole other smell, but she had a fresh crab smell. I was in her crab cloud. So I just kept getting drunker and drunker with her grandma. <laughs> Erlingus. Welcome to Erlingus. 
Eric Conolingus, I tweeted at them and they tweeted me back. That's so funny. There goes short. Thank you for flying on our flight. Hope you had fun. Yeah, I had fun. I didn't get a pot of gold, you fucking assholes. I could have used one in 39G sitting next to that toddler's fart cloud, but no. Didn't give me nothing. This is hilarious. I started this podcast in Ireland, and now we're on a ferry on our way to Capri. I feel like I might have to, like, then do the rest of it from the pool. I'll have to let you guys know what the pool looks like. If I see any hotties. Maybe I'll just sit in an inner tube now because with this new equipment that I have, my iRig Pre and my Boss Jock app, I'm much more portable than I was before. So I might just sit in an inner tube with a plate of cheese on my stomach and give you guys a play-by-play of what's going down. I think that's what I'm going to do because I'm gangster like that. When the world seems to shine like you've had And I'm back. I'm back. And I don't know if you can hear that sound of water. I'm in a pool in Capri. I'm in my hotel pool. <laughs> I went from Dublin, airport in Dublin, sweating my balls off on a 14-hour flight, connecting in Dublin, to completely delirious on the boat, which was yesterday. I was on the boat to Capri yesterday. Um, I don't even know what I was saying. I literally was out of my, I was so tired and I just burped, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to do a podcast and I'm going to get it in as much as I can. And now it's a day later, almost exactly a day later, Tuesday. Um, so I kind of cheated because this is a Monday podcast. Maybe I'll move it to Tuesdays. Maybe, maybe Italy will inspire me to move it a day later. Why not? You know, when in Rome, which I'll be in Rome in five days, I'll be in Rome. Fucking crazy. It's amazing. This place is so beautiful. And now I'm in a pool. I probably sound like a completely different person than you just heard two seconds ago. I told my assistant, I'm like, you know what? Let's keep it real. Let's put all these bits that I've taped together to show the travel from one place to another. Um, and now I, I rested. I st- stuffed my face full of uh, burrata cheese, which I highly recommend. I eat cheese with every meal. It's something I love. I'll never give it up. I don't care. Burrata cheese is something, it does something to my soul. And I had the best burrata cheese of my life last night in a restaurant in this cute little garden in Capri with Laura Murphy and her mother, who's, who's here as well. Just a couple of adorable women stuffing our faces full of bread and cheese. What the fuck more do you want out of life? It's just, it's paradise here. And like, I told you the bus driver was sexy. Today we went to Lido Il Faro, which is a little restaurant in an alcove on the ocean in Capri. And everybody was attractive again. I met a 60-year-old man with a beer belly, and I think we're in love. He kept kissing my hand and saying, unbelievable, unbelievable. (laughs) It's probably the only Italian phrase that he knows, or American English phrase that he knows, unbelievable. And I was like, yeah, it's really hard to believe, I know. 
very hard to believe that I'm this just adorable. I don't even believe it sometimes. But we kept flirting by the pool. And uh, we swam in the Mediterranean Sea. I jumped off rocks with little Italian boys. I know that sounds weird, uh, but it was a lot of fun. These little Italian boys were swearing at me to hurry up and get off the fucking rock. I mean, that's what I assume they were saying to me. I've slowly been learning Italian. Il capisce non italiano. That's the only thing I can say clearly. It means I don't speak Italian, which I said before is all I needed. I should have just stopped there. Um, I've been speaking Spanish to half of these people. <laughs> Similar, not the same. The Italian language is a beautiful language, so now I want to learn it. I really want to try and learn it for the next year of my life and then come here and stay here forever next year. <laughs> Just move in. Just move into Italy. I would be so pissed as an Italian if more and more Americans kept coming. We, we were at the, um, the, the alcove, you know, the, the cute little inlet where, where the restaurant was today, and... You could just tell who the American people were. These four boys, 20, maybe early 20s, came. And they were just screaming. And they're like, fuck yeah, dude. This is fucking awesome. Oh, dude. Oh, fucking A. Just so loud. And it's like, yep, God bless America. It's uh, very funny how we stick out sometimes in different countries. I've been trying to keep my mouth shut because I'm trying to get like a native Italian man to really wine and dine me. So far, I've only been wine and dined by Laura's mom. <laughs> I'm not complaining, okay? She put out, so at least I got some. Um, yeah, I was so delirious yesterday on the boat, but today was beautiful. So beautiful. We walked about an hour down the mountain to the beach, and I just felt like... I, completely at peace and I was worried because I wanted to put a podcast together but I really needed to shut off and I like I feel fortunate that I'm even able to be in this country I wouldn't I wouldn't have been able to afford such a nice vacation had, had it not been if it weren't for the fact that you guys have supported me and I have fans and I'm able to do this type of work that allows me to make my own schedule and take time off and be able to vacation. So many people don't do that. So many people don't get to take time off and they live, they work to survive. And that's one thing that, that to me, that's a sign of success when you don't have to work so much to survive. And it's a, it's a luxury, really. You know, even though I've worked my ass off to get where I'm at, it, it's still, uh, I feel very fortunate that I'm even able to be here in Italy with one of my best friends drooling at Italian men. You know, and you know what, really, Italy, you're welcome for me being here. You're welcome, okay? Because I'm going to be here and, and I'm going to keep your men busy. All of them. <laughs> I don't care how old they are. 14 to 94. I'm going to put in some work here in Italy. Really make, make a name for myself. I can't believe I'm in a pool. Am I going to get electrocuted? Like, is that a thing? Oh, God, something just hit the water. Can you guys hear this? This is amazing. I'm turning around so that my back doesn't turn into a whole cancer sore. Cancer's real. Can you get electrocuted by batteries? <laughs> Sometimes I feel like how Jessica Simpson was 
when she had that reality show with Nick Lachey. She was so dumb. Remember she said chicken of the sea? Is it chicken? But it's a chicken, right? She didn't know it was a chicken. I'm over here asking if I can get electrocuted by batteries. I still don't know. I'm keeping my portable podcast three inches away from the edge of the pool as opposed to two. I'm surprised I haven't been electrocuted already in life. (laughs) You know how many times I've dried my hair and the hair dryer's dropped into the sink with running water? That's just nature selecting me to survive. I guess I'm just meant to be a badass. Those American boys that we saw were also um, jumping off of the highest cliffs in, into the Mediterranean Sea. I, I couldn't even watch it. I was freaked out. I couldn't even look at them because one of the boys actually kind of slipped and then landed on his back in the ocean. It was probably 100 feet, 100-foot jump. Oh, God, what is it with white people in extreme sports? Just do drugs like the rest of us. Just do a line of coke and shoot up some heroin like everybody else. Stop jumping out of shit. Crazy bastards. Don't do any of that. Don't do drugs. Or do. You know what? We do you, really, is what the moral of the story is. But yeah, I I just I hope I can take my parents here. Just bring be able to take them to vacation someplace really nice. That's all I want to be able to do. But then the thought of like being with my father for a week in Italy is equally as amazing as it is horrifying. (laughs) First of all, he's going to hit on all of the young girls, which might be perfect. My dad and I might be the dream team. He hits on all the young girls. I hit on their fathers. And then we can celebrate Christmas together. (laughs) Like father, like daughter. Oh my God. But I just really want to be able to take him on vacation. And my mother as well. I took her to Napa last year, so I owe my dad a vacation. But just, you know, it, because you have to take your parents, they become children. You know, I have to make sure he's fed, and he has exercise, and he gets his alcohol, and he's all set. You know, it's like having a, a grown, it's like having a kid with an alcohol problem that you have to keep your eye on. <laughs> Anybody want to take my dad on vacation? Oh, my God. All he needs is a slot machine and a Bud Light. You know, I should probably aim a little lower. I could really save some money. I'll just bring him to Reno for an afternoon. Forget going to Rome. I'll bring him to Reno. My mom, on the other hand, she's a little bit classier. Well, I just can't... What kind of wine do they have? Is there boxed wine? That'll be my luck. I'll bring my mom to the nicest restaurant in Italy, and she'll be like, is there boxed wine? I don't know about all this... Multipucciano's. What do they got from Fran- the Franzia County? <laughs> do you have anything? Do you have any? Do you have a Boons? Do you have a nice malt liquor? I can't. I just. I don't. I can't. The older she gets, the more she can't. <laughs> I may be drunk. Okay, so. No, I'm not. I'm just, uh, I'm drunk off of vacation. This is going to be a vacation where I'm not going to bone anybody. That's not going to happen because I'm with my friend Laura and her mom. So there's no chance of getting it on till the break break of dawn. So I'm just going to have to compensate for the lack of cock and 
eat stuff my face full of burrata. I'm not going to have any burkaka, so I'm going to have to get the burrata. No dick? Okay. Well, do you have gnocchi? I'll take some gnocchi. How about some fresh bread from the countryside? I don't need the cock. How about some countryside, some rust, a rustic loaf? <laughs> How about you give me a nice rustic loaf? Sure would appreciate that. It, it's just, it's amazing, man. It, and at nighttime, it's so beautiful. Some people like live here in Capri for six months and then they leave because the winters get kind of bad. I would just tough it out. I would tough it out. I'd be the only person on the island. I would just break into everybody's house, build fires, and, and make it work. I don't know, though. I, I can't... It's been two days since I've been on... Well, one day since I've been here, and I'm not looking forward to coming back, but that will happen soon. I have a hard time shutting off, like really relaxing for vacation. I think by, like, the fourth day, I'll be ready to come back home. But then again, maybe not. Maybe I'll meet... Maybe Raphael and I will fall in love. Raphael was the name of the guy that I met at the Lido Il Faro restaurant. And he looked basic. He looked like the, one of the Mario brothers. He looked like Luigi. Actually, no, he looked like Mario. He looked like Mario with blonde hair. Like, in the front, he had long, silky blonde hair. And then he had a bald spot. And then he had that, like, you know, the, the hair that hugs the neck. Like, when guys go bald, they usually have the bottom flap. You know, the neck flap. The top of your head, you go bald, and then you have that little nice neck meat of hair. But it was hilarious, because he was all Zsa Zsa Gabor in the front, and Mario... And, and Mario in the back. He had a, the fluffiest mustache I've ever seen in my life. It was the soft... It was so luxurious looking. Like, it looked like... He had, it was like a yacht mustache. It was conditioned. It smelled like the Mediterranean Sea, which could have just been his ex-girlfriend or his ex-wife that he was hanging out with before, a leftover scent. And he had a tan and a big-ass belly, and he just was adorable. I wanted to take him home. Raphael, he just kept going, Unbelievable. I believe Unbelievable. <laughs> he gave me some dusty-ass carnations. He came over and scared the hell out of me because he rubbed my thigh with carnations. And I was like, you need to stop it because you're making me think of living in Harlem right now. You're just like every other man in every other place I've ever lived. Quit rubbing my thigh with your dusty ass carnations. But I kept him. I, I brought him home with me. <laughs> Raphael. I was like, are you serious? Are you one of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles right now? You Italian stallion. He's probably hung like a goddamn donkey. Those Italians, they're hung like soda cans. <laughs> oh, God bless them. God bless these Italians. I love it. I really love it. Well, maybe I'll do a... a, a I'm going to hit you guys back from another location. Where else can I do a podcast from? Get it all in one. Maybe from, from after when I'm drunk after the restaurant. I think that'll be fun, and I can let you know what I ate. It's all, it's all about the food in Italy. you got to eat your way through Italy. It's just the food here is amazing. The tomatoes are like fruit, and the, the olives are unbelievable. The olive oil is unbelievable. The air, I won't know anything about the cacks because I'm not going to get any, but 
The chicken is delicious. I just, I'm overwhelmed. I just want to stay here forever, hypothetically, because I have to get back to Carlin and Fozzie Bear. I miss them too much. Fozzie's probably fucking his girlfriend. Liz is at my place with Winnie. Girl, that's Fozzie's girlfriend, the little blonde chihuahua who I put a picture up on my Instagram, whom Fozzie fucks like a rabbit the whole time I'm gone. Liz just sends me videos of our dogs getting it on in my bedroom, in the kitchen, in the bathroom. They have no class. They just tear it up all over the house. These little bastard animals just ripping into each other. Yeah, he misses me. Bullshit. He, he, he couldn't wait to get rid of me. When I left for Dayton, Ohio, that's where I was last weekend. Thank you for everybody who came out. I was in the Funny Bone in Dayton, Ohio. Shout out to my girl Megan, who runs the place. Shout out to Adrian Cos- Cosby. I probably already spoke about them. I just was so tired and drunk I forgot about it. But let me just reiterate it. And Joe Evans, who was my feature. But, um, yeah, when I left to come to Dayton, Fozzie's just... He was basically, he looked in my face and the look in his eyes was like, go ahead, have a good fucking time. I'll be here running a train on my girlfriend Winnie in your bedroom, you bitch. (laughs) I'm so glad Fozzie's getting some and I'm not on vacation. That's just fucked up. And here we are. Here we are again. I am sitting, this is two days later, I was in Capri, what you just heard. This is the third installment of my Italy Chronicles. (laughs) This is officially turned into an Italian verbal diary because I was unable to make the podcast send from Italy to California. So I just decided to keep recording and see what I could get together as much as I can. So I am in the Amalfi Coast of Italy. I'm staying at a beautiful hotel that used to be a convent, which is just hilarious that I'm staying here. I think I was haunted by the ghost of a nun last night. She turned the shower on. I think that was her way of telling me to wash up. I'm at the Hotel Lune, former convent to godly women. And uh, one little slut named Jessie Mae Peluso is staying here for the past two nights. Uh, for l- last night and tonight, I'm staying here. Um, and I, but I haven't been slutting it up, and I haven't sworn at all. I haven't swore at all in these halls, in these sacred halls. And I haven't walked around with, uh, you know, my TNA hanging out. No tits and ass in the convent. I've tried to respect the place. It's a beautiful place. Right now I'm looking out at the ocean. Uh, And I just, I'm not going to leave. This is my podcast to let you know I'm staying in Italy. (laughs) It's been amazing. I feel so relaxed. And then, you know, I was all stressed out about trying to get the podcast up. And I sent it 30 times to my assistant, Liz. You know, I got this new equipment and I'm like, oh, this will be great. I'll be able to podcast on vacation and get some work done. No. Nope. The connection is horrible, and it forced me to really get on vacation time. And so I stopped worrying about it and just started drinking white wine during the day, which is what I did all day yesterday. We got here early in the morning. Our hotel has a pool that is right on the ocean. There are no sharks. Our driver, Umberto, 
told us that. We, we drove from Sorrento, Italy, along the coast to Amalfi. It was the most beautiful drive I've ever taken in my life. Uh, I recommend it to anybody if you're fortunate enough to be able to travel. Save your money. Don't spend your money on stuff. Don't spend your money on clothes and junk. I've officially changed my perspective. I'm going to live to travel. You can hear the little Vespas in the street below me going by, a bunch of Italians swearing. Yeah, travel. Try and see the world if you're, if you're fortunate enough to do that. Uh, it's been unbelievably beautiful here. I've been stuffing my face with pizza and the olives here. I've realized how shitty American food is. It's, it's unbelievable the, the way we are robbing our taste buds by poisoning our foods so that they last longer and in turn we die quicker. Oh, the irony. It's, the food here tastes so much better. The, the olives here, I've never tasted an olive like this in my life. I'm like, oh, this is an olive? What the, I've been eating a thing in the shape of an olive that, is, that tastes like shit. It's been unbelievable. So we drove along. Umberto was our driver. And um, he gave us a little tour as we drove along the coast, which was amazing. I think I'm going to move in with him. He pa- we passed by his house. He showed us where his house was. He's like, this is where I live. And I was like, that's where I live too. <laughs> He was so cute. And then we just dropped our bags off at the nunnery and went right across into the ocean that I felt safe to swim in because Umberto told me there are no sharks. And so I jumped into the ocean and I swam like a goddamn mermaid angel. (laughs) And, you know, I forgot when I was podcasting from Capri when I was at Lido, Lido Ifaro the beach club that Laura and I went to, a girl recognized me from Girl Code. It was so funny. Her and her family was hanging out, or they were hanging out by the pool, and um, she came over to me afterwards, and she's like, I didn't want to interrupt you, but I love you on Girl Code, and you're one of my favorites, and thank you for being funny, blah, blah, blah. And I I wish I would have gotten her name. It was so funny to have somebody recognize me on vacation I don't I didn't, I didn't think that was going to happen so if you're listening to this podcast ciao bella ciao, ciao bellissima como esta um I uh yeah so now I'm here I, I was swimming all day yesterday I got a butt rash I get butt rashes man if I sit in a bathing suit too long I get this stupid butt rash I feel like a fucking toddler so then I tanned it all off today no more butt rash 24 hour butt rash will really set you back but luckily this isn't a vacation where I'm looking to bone dudes. Obviously, if I'm staying in a nunnery, that'd be really rude. Hey, what's up, sister? What's up, Sister Florence? This is Guido. Uh, we're going to go hang out in my nun room and do unspeakable things. These walls are going to bleed blood. This, the walls are going to be weeping blood. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't realize... You know, I've, I've really tried... It, it's so hard to disconnect, especially because the social media, and I have to kind of social network as a part of my job. You know, I have to keep content coming so you guys are entertained. And so I'm a part of the, the fabric of this matrix generation we're in. 
I, I really tried to just shut my phone off and really disconnect. And, you know, I did have to check my phone every day for work stuff, but it was a 16th of the amount of time that I actually check my phone when I'm home. And I realized that I'm so much calmer. It, it feels so liberating to not, you know, be on my phone all the time and checking emails and my Snapchat and Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and you porn, you know, all the important stuff. So it's just been pretty difficult to do that, but I've been forcing myself to, and I've had to because Wi-Fi isn't available on the beach. No Wi-Fi in the spaggio. Sorry. Scusi. No Wi-Fi at the spaggio. Spaggio. Well, however you say beach. Um... But it's been unbelievable, man. The food. I, I just really, I want to come here for a month next year. That's what. That's my goal, to come here for a month. I want to stay in the Amalfi Coast and just cruise around. Laura and I decided that's what we're going to do. We're going to write a script here, save our money, live here for a month, and write a romantic comedy. <laughs> Listen, set goals. That's how you get shit done. I'm all about it. I'm all about it, about it in this life. But yeah, I just, I'm so, I'm like a different person here. I haven't, I haven't stressed out. I have had less gas. Amer- I'm so much gassier in America. The Italian version of me has no makeup and she farts less. I'm like cl- a classy lady in Italy. <laughs> I wonder if any of these people are looking at me with this microphone sitting, I'm s- literally sitting in this, the stairs that go down from this hotel everything's stone here it's just beautiful and I like that the architecture here is worn and it's weathered and it's not trying to fix itself up to be perfect it's there's actually beauty in the flaws of these buildings you know where the paint has chipped it away chipped away and where the nature has sort of started to erode the side of these buildings it really adds a charm to it it's just so beautiful here so I'm sitting at a balcony on the lower level of the stairs overlooking the ocean right now this is where I'm doing my podcast and next week when I'm home in my kitchen with Fozzie having a seizure in the corner and Carlin basking me with his pit bull farts I'm going to be thinking about this moment I'll tell you that much. I'm going to be thinking about the olives and the burrata and all the hot guys. I mean, even Umberto, who drove us here from Sorrento, he was like 79. He would have caught it. I'll tell you that much with his little Italian skin tone, that damn tan. The Italians, you know what they have? They have a goddamn tan. Goddamn Italian tan. And I'm all about it. I just, I'm in heaven here. I really am. I I cannot imagine... Coming back to L.A., you know, but vacation, it's got to be a state of mind, right? Fuck that. Where Everyone's working like a dog. What am I talking about? All I do, I, I live in hotels and airports. Vacation is necessary. And tonight we're going to grub on some food. Tomorrow we go to Rome. We're going to be in Rome for two days. And, you know, it's. I booked this trip really last minute with Laura Murphy, the director of Girl Code. We booked it very last minute. She was like, you want to go to Italy? And I was like, yeah. And then two weeks later, we were in Italy. <laughs> so you can imagine that it wasn't that cheap because when, it, it's high season here in Italy. And we're going to Rome tomorrow, and the temperature is estimated to be 100 degrees. 
Now we've spent the past two days in coastal cities and we're heading into inland, an inland city. And you guys know, if anybody lives in LA, when you're on the west side, it's beautiful because it's near the ocean. You go to into the city, into the mainland, and it is into the valley, and it is balls hot because there's no ocean breeze. So anyone who's traveling to Italy, if you go during the summertime, check the weather, please. I'm so damn, you know, my schedule's hard for me to plan, so I just like, let's just do it. Yep, book it. I'm going. Do the inland adventures first and then end your vacation by the ocean. That's what I would recommend. Or... Start by the ocean, go inland, see some hot shit, and then end your vacation by the ocean. That's what I recommend. And bring conditioner, because these hotels don't have it. Maybe there's just this convent. is like, you, you don't deserve to be conditioned because of all the sins. Your hair is committed. You need to repent and have dry-ass hair. I tell you, I looked in the mirror today. I looked like fucking, I really looked like Nick Nolte. I looked in the mirror and I looked like Nick Nolte after uh, he'd been at the beach all damn day. My hair was so fried and it's so blonde. It's, oh man, I haven't worn any makeup. I've just been here balls out. I've barely had clothes on. It's like, I feel like a damn toddler running around. I I, want to bring my dad here. I I think it'd be really beautiful. Bring my father here, have him hit on all the 18-year-old Italian women. It's just, it's, it's, uh, oh, here's a waiter crossing the street who almost got hit by a fucking Vespa. Wouldn't that be a horrible way to die if you get ran over by a fucking scooter? (laughs) I got ran over by a bike once when I was living in New York City, and I I just can't imagine how disappointed my parents would be if that's the way I died. Those bikes come out of fucking nowhere, and these scooters come out of fucking nowhere, too. These people are just on their Look at this guy whizzing around the damn corner. He's got a baguette. This isn't France. You're in the wrong country, you bastard. Get a pizza pie. Last night, the most Italian thing I've ever seen, we were walking through the city of Amalfi, and this girl was on the back of a Vespa with her boyfriend driving, and she had three boxes of pizza, full pizzas that she was hanging on to off the side of the Vespa. I don't know if you can get any more of an Italian stereotype than that. It was a beautiful moment. And this morning... Laura and I were feeling very adventurous and ballsy, and we went jogging. And this city particularly is very hilly, and it's, it's built into a mountain. So all these houses, these, these stone houses, are built into the mountainside, and so there's all these stairs, these narrow staircases that go up along the buildings, and then there's little alleyways and alcoves and these little niche, these like little caches that you can walk through it's just like you know a city within a city because of the the alleys are so cool and we decided to go running and we got like 10 minutes in and we were sweating balls dry heaving up a staircase but we made it we did it for like half an hour and then there's a fountain down by the square in front of a church where people drink out of the fountain I think I got reborn I think I can I'm just gonna move into the nunnery and become a good woman for the rest of my life I mean, I'm not a bad woman, but you know what I'm saying. Just get rid of the dick. Get rid of the dick in my life. I probably shouldn't say dick because I'm still on the nunnery property. So I'll just say cock. (laughs) 
I feel like cock is more holy because it could be a bird as well. And if a nun heard me, I'd just be like, no, I meant chicken. I'm going to have chicken for dinner. Um, there's cock of the male one. Yeah, the male one. I'm going to eat the rooster. I'll have a rooster for, for, for breakfast. Do people even eat roosters? I know we have chickens, but do they eat the roosters? Probably not because it's a man's world. Um, yeah, so we uh, went jogging and drank from the fountain. It was pretty cool. And then we took probiotics because we were freaking out that the bacteria, I was like, are we going to get sick because of the bacteria in the water here? She, it's like, it's not Mexico. So we came back and we had probiotic supplements because we were freaking out that we were going to have like stomach bugs from drinking fountain water. It was delicious though. I'll tell you that much. They got nothing on all the bottled water we have. They're drinking it right out of the fountain. And then we're just, you know, tonight we're it, it, the sun is, it's about 7 p.m. here in Italy. And I'm just looking over the ocean. The sun is just setting over the mountain because we face the east. Amalfi faces the east. And the sun obviously rises in the east and, and sets in the west. And actually when we were in Capri, that's on the west side of this particular part of Italy and we got to see the sun set so it's been a pretty amazing perspective to be able to see that from a different ocean and um, yeah tomorrow we go to Rome we're in Rome for two days and then I'm back to LA and it, I'm also next week I'll be at uh, the Virginia Beach Funny Bone which is going to be hilarious to be at Virginia Beach after going to Italy <laughs> yet yeah, really is this what you call pasta? Okay, real cute. I'm at Virginia Beach July 24th, 25th, and 26th at the Funny Bone. I'm sure that this will be like the third time you've heard that in this podcast because I'm going to be doing my Italy Chronicles. So this is chapter three of the Italian Chronicles. And uh, I'll be broadcasting from, it- from Rome tomorrow is when I'm going to talk to you next. In two seconds. Bells will ring, tingle-ling-a-ling, tingle-ling-a-ling, and you'll sing. And here I am. I am sitting on the floor of Aeroporti di Roma, Fiumicino, the airport in Rome. I've been sitting here for two hours. We had to come early because somebody had a really early fucking flight. And I have four hours to kill in an airport, and I can't check in because my fucking flight isn't until 12.50. And I got here at fucking 7 o'clock. Don't ask me. Uh, Laura and I, we booked this trip very last minute. And I feel like fucking Benjamin Button because we're learning life backwards. So, yeah, I'm just chilling on the floor here in Rome. And it was a wonderful visit in Rome. When we left the Amalfi Coast, we had breakfast in the morning at the hotel, at the Hotel Luna convent and I'm happy to say I survived I wasn't burned to death by the ghost of the nuns that once resided that lovely convent (laughs) I survived Uh, it was funny because on the way out this guy Pepe who was the pool boy I mean I say boy generously at in the Amalfi Coast at the hotel our our, our pool overlooked the ocean as I as I said before I'm sure and uh, the guy who ran the pool, his name was Pepe. He was like 70 years old. His face looked like a raisin. And he was the guy who just sort of ran the pool. You know, he took, gave you the towels and screamed at me because I used his goggles. You know, like, calm down, Pepe. They, they, he had like a whole basket of goggles for the pool and hotel guests to use. And then he had his 
goggles there as well. You know, if you don't want people to use your shit, Pepe, don't put your shit next to the community bin, okay? Because I want to go see the fucking fish, and I don't know if you don't know this, last time I checked, I'm not a goddamn amphibian. Amphibian. I can't breathe underwater, Pepe, so I need your goggles, okay? I was going to ask you if I could use them, but you were passed out because you were drunk at 10 a.m. in your little cot. You cute bastard. Pepe was adorable. He kept petting us like we were little pets. And then I wondered, maybe he keeps American girls as pets in general. So Laura and I were a little freaked out, but that was hilarious. But in the morning when we were leaving at breakfast, Pepe happened to walk by. And he we were trying to figure out where he lived. He basically looked like... If Frank Sinatra had a pointier nose and was skinnier and not attractive and was tanned to the, to the point of looking like a raisin, you'd get Pepe without musical talent. Imagine Frank Sinatra's less attractive 13-remove cousin. That's Pepe. We were trying to figure out where he lived because there was a little pool house by the pool, but there was, it was like Pepe's house. <laughs> there was like a cot in there. And, like, a little TV. It was, like, a little, like, studio apartment. Basically, like, the best studio apartment you could ever imagine because it was on top of the pool, and the pool was on top of the ocean. And it was all built into the the side of the mountain. And above that little pool house, there was, like, you know, irrigated levels of gardens. And those were Pepe's gardens. So in the morning when we were leaving for breakfast, Pepe walks by me. And, you know, he's like, buongiorno, bellissima, you're leaving. And I was like, yeah, I'm leaving. No lie, hands me a cucumber. And he goes, here, for you, I give you my cucumber. And I was like, oh, Pepe, I think we're in love. (laughs) Uh, Pepe gave me his cucumber in the morning. If that's not Italian love, I don't know what is. And uh, I kept it. I traveled with Pepe's cucumber. I I left it in Rome because I thought that, you know, it's like the sisterhood of the traveling pants. This is the, the sisterhood of the traveling Pepe cucumber. I want some other woman to enjoy wearing his cucumber. You know, feeling lonely at night. You feel lonely, girls? Don't worry. Pop in Pepe's cucumber. You'll be fine. I, I walked around with that thing tucked inside my little lady biscuit all, all of Rome. It kept me cool, and I felt loved. I'm going to start selling Pepe cucumbers to Italian, to American girls. Let them know that that's the Italian tradition. You really want a little Italian? Well, here's a little Italian cucumber. That was hilarious. And, uh, yeah, the Amalfi Coast was the most beautiful place I've ever seen in my life. I want to go there for a month next year and and just travel around. That's going to be my goal. We had a three-hour car ride from the Amalfi Coast all along the coast to Rome. And... um, Obviously, you have to go inland at some point because Rome is further in Italy. So it, it was just it was a beautiful drive. Our, our driver, Fran- Franco, I think his name was, hot guy, another hot guy, called me terrible because he, you know, he said he had a really beautiful house in Sorrento, and I told him I had really beautiful legs right there in the back seat of the van. And he, told, he was like, ah, Jesse, you're terrible. So that's my new na- nickname. I passed out in the back of the car because I got really car sick. I don't know if anybody else does, but I get so motion sick. I wasn't even hungover. Maybe I was. I probably was drunk. Okay, moving on. Three-hour car ride to Rome. We got there at about 11.30 in the morning. 
and it was a thousand degrees. We stayed at Hotel Art in uh, Marguta Lane, Marguta Avenue, this, which is known as one of the, I think, the fourth most magical street in in Rome. And it really was magical. I'll post pictures on my Facebook page. Um, it, it just was beautiful. We were near Fellini's house. We were near the Spanish Steps, not too far away from um, that famous fountain, Trivi Fountain, I believe, that was featured in the Dolce Vita, the movie Dolce Vita, with Gregory Peck and um, that other actress. I can't remember her name. The, the, she, like, Norwegian or, or German, whatever that actress's name was, that hot blonde. It, we just had a really beautiful hotel. We got there, and we walked around. It was balls hot. But heat like I've never experienced in my life, but I felt calm in it because of where I was. You know, it just was, you just feel so fortunate to be able to travel. That I was like, you know what, I'm going to sweat through my, through my puss crack. That's right, I said puss crack. It's sponsored by Disney, we know. Um, and I'm just going to walk around and enjoy this. It just was really, really hot. <laughs> it was like we were experiencing heat stroke at every turn. But th- the streets were absolutely beautiful. The only thing that really bothered me, and I get it because of, you know, living in a modern world and everything's commercialized. I guess just coming from America where, excuse me, that was a kiochilata uh, burp. I had um had a, a, a chocolate croissant here in the airport. Um, the only thing that bothers me, obviously, America, we, are, we, we pride ourselves on commercialism and marketing and just putting a product placed on everything. There's product placement everywhere. So going to Rome, I guess I had the idea that all these landmarks would be so picturesque and beautiful and scenic, you know, tucked behind these beautiful trees and the architecture is so ancient and it just would be a different view point for, for someone who comes from America, a, a different perspective, which it was. Don't get me wrong. The couple days I was in Rome, you get to see these beautiful buildings and all the ruins that have existed for thousands of years, just the oldest buildings you could ever imagine. But some of these structures were under construction, so that, you know, that was difficult because obviously they have to maintain these um, buildings and, and, and fountains and statues because of natural wear and tear. They have to keep them up. But beside that, just above the Spanish Steps, I don't know if you guys know the history of the Spanish Steps. I don't fucking know. No, I, it actually, the Spanish Steps were put there to connect the Spanish embassy to um, a, a, a church so they could get from the embassy straight to their church. 135 steps, the Spanish steps. Beautiful, you know, it's a beautiful square. The uh, Piazza de España, Spanish Plaza. Um, Above, on the top of the stairs, there was a Bulgari ad. A huge Bulgari ad. And it's just like, you just kind of go, oh, okay, well, we're all fucking doomed. Even in Rome, when in Rome, you're in America, really. You know, and then you look to your right where there just there was this other statue, another fountain in front of a different embassy, and there was a Converse ad, an enormous Converse ad, right above the statue. Just a billboard. They have billboards all over these beautiful structures, and not not every single one. Don't get me wrong. I don't want you fucking native Italians to go crazy on me, because I know, believe me, America, we are the 
epicenter for uh, commercialism. I, I get it. It, it. Maybe second to Tokyo. Tokyo's fucking crazy. I've never even been there, and I know that they're fucking crazy. But I, it just, I guess, that just spoiled it a little bit for me. But I still was able to see the beauty and the architecture and the streets, and everything was very charming. The cobblestone streets, all that shit. We sat down. It was it was like 102 degrees. Just sweat, back sweat. You know when you get that back sweat? I felt like... I, like like I was in between, uh, like a, I was a boxer and I was in between, you know, just getting my ass kicked and I sat down at the stool and Clint Eastwood is telling me I got to go in for another round and I just have this back and tit sweat and I'm just, you know, I'm like Hillary Swank, like pull the stool, I'm going to break my neck, keep your eyes open, I can't handle it. Um... <laughs> You only get that reference if you've seen the movie. And if you haven't seen the movie, it's a lovely movie. Go see B- Million Dollar Baby. It was just so sweaty. But it, it, we found this restaurant that had these fans that were blowing out water. Such Americans. We're like, oh, God, let's find the, the mist. Let's have lunch in front of the mist. Had a couple Proseccos, a little bit of, you know, pizza. I bought some Italian leather gloves. I got my family gifts. It, it just, it was amazing. It was absolutely a beautiful city, huge, full of history, and it, it, to me, it, the history is overwhelming. You really have to have a, a degree or be from there or be a tour guide to really be able to absorb and understand and comprehend all of the history that is in even just that one city of Rome. There are so many landmarks and things to take in that it, it's, it's, it, it can become a part-time job to be able to appreciate it all and I don't like to just look at things and not know the history of them so I'm just not there to take pictures of stuff I want to appreciate it and imagine people who have walked there before me for hundreds and and thousands of years just I I, I get into that stuff I'm I'm a romantic in that sense like I I really uh, appreciate uh, history and pizza Um, so that the night that we got there in Rome we actually did a night tour of the Vatican we were like, oh, it'll be cool. Let's do a night tour. And also, it's not as packed. They have like something like 45,000 visitors a day that goes to the Vatican. And the city of Rome doubles um, for tourism during the high season. So there's about, I think she said like 3 million people in the city of Rome, and it doubles. And that's purely from tourism. So it, it's, it's insane. And the night tour at the Vatican is a little bit more limited. It's not as packed. We were thinking it'd be cooler. Nope, tit sweat. Tit sweat the whole way through. It it was an amazing experience. We were able to go through the museum area. Our tour guide was pretty good. She was a little chatty. It's like we walk through the hall with these tapestries, and she's like, this tapestry depicts this person and this person, and this person is this person, and this person is this person. Here's a map of Italy, and here's Florence, and here's this, here's this. It's like, we don't need to know every little minor detail. Show me the good shit, okay? Show me the good stuff, Francesca. Let's keep this tour moving, because I've got ass sweat, okay? And I don't know if that's going to increase or decrease my chances of getting a date with Guido Jr. over here. So I'm going to need you to put some pep in your step. Okay, capiche, Bella, capiche? It was, it, it was almost unbearable, the heat in the Vatican. What a sprawling structure, huge. Obviously, the, the center of the K- 
Catholic Church, St. Peter's Basilica is there, St. Peter's Square, the Vatican, the, you know, the, the papal apartments where the popes live. It's, it's a residence. Vatican City is actually like a sovereign state. It's its own thing. It exists within Rome as its own, you know, uh, it's under the rule of the Pope. There's like 842 people that live inside the Vatican City walls. It, it's, it's insane. It's, it's, it's just, it, it has its own heartbeat. It has its own postal code and bank and all this, you know, they, people live in a place that is centered around religion in a church. It's, it, to me, that whole thing is really mind-boggling and baffling and the amount of money that goes through that church and just all the scandals that they've had. And it, it's just, you want to appreciate it. You really want to appreciate that sort of thing because of the history behind, you know, Catholicism and, and really going back to Roman times and, and understanding, you know, even just how the popes are elected. There's been like over 200 popes in the history of the of the of the uh, uh, the Vatican, which is you think about that, and, and they rule for their whole life. It's like a it's like a total monarchy within that area. It's just it blows my mind. All all of the scandals that have happened that they cover up, and it's like yeah, bless bless your heart. Have faith in the Lord. I'll be in the. I'll be in the uh, confessional. Con uh, do the, I wonder if the popes confess to each other. They must confess to each other. Man, it's like, you know how girls are in high school? Like, your best friend knows the worst about you. I wonder if these popes, you know, like, if the, if the bishops text one another about the pope and, like, you know, they, they talk shit about him. Like, oh, I've seen this happen. And, like, yo, like, he was hanging out with this girl in the hallway and he's not supposed to. Like, he's got to go and do his pope shit and all the other bishops are like yeah but he's so like I can't stand him he's so rude I wonder if they like talk shit about the Pope <laughs> the bishops must go and do confessional right I don't know a lot about it it's, re it's really interesting but I did look up some facts about like like surprising stuff about the Vatican you know just the the scandals obviously we know about the the popes and, and their being issues with, you know, pedophilia and them molesting little boys. That's almost, uh, you know, that's common sense. Now, people know that. There, there, there was also rumors about one of the, the popes having, like, little boy, like, boy servants that would come and sort of be, like, his little, you know, pool boy for the pope. <laughs> A fountain boy? Because I don't even know if they have pools in the Vatican City. Man, it's just... Uh, I have a hard time understanding people's devotion f to something that is so... That, that has so many hypocrisies and scandals behind it. Centrally... Uh, like, that are, that are directly related to the head of their religion. The Pope is the head of the, of Catholicism for the for the for the world, and and not this Pope now. I guess everybody likes this guy right now. Is it Francesco? Is that his name, Francisco? But when there has been 
scandals. I, how do you still maintain faith if there's so many things going down within the church that, that directly conflict with what it's supposed to stand for? Is it just because we're supposed to forgive? I don't know. I have a problem with it. I, the one thing that really pissed me off is I had to walk out of, when you leave the Vatican, you know, we saw the Sistine Chapel. We went to the Sistine Chapel, which obviously has the most famous painting, probably one of the most famous paintings in the world from Michelangelo, you know, the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel, and it portrays all of the uh, things that have happened through religion, like the creation of, of light and dark, the creation of the sun and the moon, the creation of man, the creation of woman, the man being Adam, the woman being Eden, the, um, the famous painting of the fingers that barely touch. It's, it's overwhelming when you go in there. You can't speak, you can't take pictures. You, you have to just take it all in. And it, the detail, you walk in there and the ceilings are enormous and it's quiet and there's all these Asians that are trying to sneak in photos. I'm not even trying to do a hacky joke right now, but you guys got to get your shit under control. I saw a bunch of Asian people just trying to snap photos of the ceiling couple Americans as well, but it's just, it was uh, out of control. Like, just respect the rules. Even though I don't, I'm not a very religious person, and I don't necessarily believe in how some of the people who are more extreme when it comes to religion carry themselves, and how certain people can sort of push their religion on you. All that aside, you got to respect the rules. And a lot of these assholes are when they're trying to snap photographs, and it's like, come on, man, just enjoy the moment. Just... Let your memory create the photograph for you. So when you're 80 years old and your phone dies, you don't die without memories as well. Uh, it, it just was, uh, you know, I tried to appreciate it. I, I tried to make it be a special experience for me, even though I'm not a religious person. And I did because when you look on the ceiling and you see the detail in the paintings, you can't deny the fact that artistry and love were put into creating these paintings. You can't deny that. Um, I guess, for me, I, I, where I f battle with connecting is the way people connect to religion and, and take it as factual. That's just not, you know, I, that's just not how I live my life and I, I don't think it's wrong you know if it, people need faith and faith helps a lot of people but that's just where I differ um but I, I still I walked in there and I felt that it was very I was you know witnessing and looking at something very special and obviously to see some of the most famous paintings in the world in the flesh in the canvas so to speak was uh, you know that, that's once in a lifetime stuff it's pretty damn dope. But then to have to, you know, so, so this is my problem. You go in, you walk through the whole Vatican, and I'm absorbing all of this. I'm trying to have an open mind and, and appreciate what religion means for people and how much has been sacrificed within the past for people. But, but then, it, refer, referring to religion, but then when I go through all this and I try and have an open mind and I'm looking at the, I'm at the, looking at the paintings and the, the roof of the Sistine Chapel and, you know, the, the famous one being the creation of Adam. That's where, you know, where the fingers are t touching but not touching. I believe that that's the, the 
the name of that famous painting, um, you know, where the fingers are outstretched. You look through all this and you're trying to have an open mind and an experience, if you will. And then I have a hard time doing that when the only exit out of the Vatican is through a fucking gift shop. It's through a fucking gift shop. It's through, you know, you walk through this gift shop and it's not big, but it's jam-packed full of shit. And not only that, along the tour, there are things to buy. You know, there's these little kiosks along the, the tour within different rooms where you can buy shit. You get your souvenir. Oh, you want... Which Pope is your favorite? It's like the fucking Spice Girls. Which Pope is your favorite? We've got them on a bookmark. Put it in your Bible. We also sell those on the, you know, exit... Right off the exit. Exit through the gift shop. Oh, do you need a bedazzled rosary? What color's your favorite color? Well, this Pope's favorite color was blue. You should get that in a matching bag. Don't forget your, your prayer cloth. It's just... That's where I have a hard fucking time. It, it, it is the, the the amount of the money the amount of money that the church already has, and how much power it's absolute power, and they gotta put a fucking gift shop. And I already paid to walk through the Vatican. I paid to walk through your holy ground, and you're charging. You want to charge me to buy a rosary? Isn't the rosary a sacred thing? Isn't it something I hold when I'm praying to your God? And it, it's something that that s- symbolizes my faith to, to your God, but you want me to buy it? Why? Because you, you paid some kid in Taiwan to put f- fake jewels on it? <laughs> I just, and I might be pissing some people off right now, but I don't care, and you can't say that I'm wrong. You can't walk out of that Vatican without going to that fucking gift shop and them trying to charge me $35 for a goddamn Pope, uh, th- the bookmark. You know how many damn bookmarks they had with the different pictures of different Popes? I should probably should be quiet. I'm in the fucking Roman airport. <laughs> I'm screaming the shit. <laughs> Next thing you know, I don't ever get home. Nobody ever hears from me again. All that's left is this podcast. Yeah, last Jesse May was last seen screaming about the hypocrisy and commercialism surrounding the Vatican Church's, you know, surrounding the Vatican Church. <laughs> what really set her off? The gift shop at the Vatican. It's just, it's a, it's a, it's a money circus in my mind. That's rich with hypocrisy and commercialism. It's like they they guilt you into purchasing these things so that you're more faithful. You can reach God quicker if you have Pope Papal bookmarks. Which you know, collect all the bishops. It's it's like the 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 Vatican gift shop felt like a cereal box for a kid. You know, collect all four. You got to keep buying the cereal boxes to get the collection. You don't want to be left without the full set. You know, get your own fancy Bible cover. It's just, it, to me, that's it was kind of the equivalent of seeing the Bulgari billboard behind the Spanish Steps and the Converse billboard just beyond the other beautiful fountain that I was looking at. It, it, it reminds you that the world is as corrupt as it is beautiful. And it reminds you that you have to find the truth 
and beauty and innocence through yourself. You have to you have to really try to find those things through the reality of existence today in today's world. And the reality of of the existence in today's world is that money motherfucking talks. Money talks, especially when it comes to religion, especially when it comes to the Catholic Church, especially when it comes to the Vatican, and especially when it comes to anything that's surrounding a, a, a corporation or something that has control of a lot of people. And when I think of that, I think of religion being one of the biggest corporations in all of existence. I don't know if it's any different than Disney or Clear Channel or... or you know, the pharmaceutical companies. They'll tell you whatever they need to tell you to get you to continue to follow them. So I guess, for me, I find religion on my own. I have my own religion and my own spirituality, and it's within myself, and it's just to treat people right. And it's just to try and spread love and joy and to try and speak the truth and try not to be prisoned by material things and try and be charitable on my own and, and try and view the world through an open mind. Uh, that's, you know, all of the, I got all of that from the Vatican. <laughs> so if you have the ability to travel, please travel because it opens your mind and it, it really connects you to who you are as a person and it makes you a better person. And it makes you think. And it makes you question. And we should always question things. We should always question things. We should never just take things at face value because you peel the face away and sometimes you find, you know, the face of a, of a, a person on a bill staring back at you. <laughs> you find Andrew Jackson looking at you. You find Benjamin Franklin underneath that face. And then you peel that face away and it, you see the devil. Because underneath the face of money is the face of the devil. But then they hook you back in. They're like, oh, the devil was an angel. Come through the church. <laughs> Let us not forget Lucifer was an angel. Um, he might be my favorite one. He might be the one that keeps it real. I did love, the one thing I did love is the idea that there are two keys within the Catholic church. One that opens the doors to heaven, one that opens the doors to hell. I think that's, you know, I connected to that ideology. I find, uh, I find peace in that because I, that's, a tr that's a truth that can be carried through anyone's life, whether you're religious or not, and that the choices you make in life are directly connected to which key you're going to get at the end of your life. So if I pissed you off, I don't give a shit. I'm more, co I'm more concerned with making you think and feel while I'm sitting on the floor sweating from my ass in this airport. The Vatican night tour was beautiful, and then after that... We sweated our asses, walked two blocks down to Dino and Tony's, uh, Hostari, uh, Hostaria, Hosta, Hostaria, Ristorante, right down the street from the Vatican. And it's a loud, I felt like I, I was at my Grandma Jean's during Christmas time. I always went to my Aunt Carmela's and my Grandma Jean's in Geneva, New York. Those are my father's family. My father, Giuseppe Samuel Peluso, Joseph Samuel Peluso, a.k.a. Butch, represents Syracuse Northside. We always went to Geneva, New York for our holidays. That's my Italian tradition. That was my, you know, that, that was our heritage. My father's family is from Sicily. That's going to be my next Italian trip. But going to this Italian restaurant, it really connected me to that 
my that part of my past and that part of my tradition that my father instilled in me. Because you sit down, you don't order. They threw four plates of food at us. Um, they just the whole it's family run and everyone's screaming at each other. It's sweaty in there. The food was delicious and the wine was great and I, I loved people screaming at each other. I felt like I was at home. I really did. And then, you know, we passed out because we sweated our weight out that day doing the Vatican tour and earlier in the day getting a little bit of lunch near the Spanish steps. We passed out and we went to, God, where did we go? We went to, uh, today. It was, to, you know, it was yesterday. Cause to, yeah, it was yesterday. We went to, the day after that, we went to um, the Coliseum the Coliseo in the in the, you know the famous one of the most famous things in the world the Coliseum the Roman Coliseum the home of the gladiator sports which was uh, breathtaking it was just uh, it makes you realize that technology did exist back in the day and it was pretty baller it's it's hard for me to to comprehend how people were able to build this structure once you're in there and you realize the the sheer size of it and how how old it is and you really start to get sort of blown away by the fact that people built this with their bare fucking hands and it wasn't always referred to as the Colosseum it was Anfiteatro Flavio was uh, another way that it was referred to. It wasn't always referred to as a Colosseum, which is something I didn't know. Um, I, I think because when it was under a rule by somebody else, it was referred to as Anfiteatro Flavio, uh, the Flavians. That's what it had to do with. And I didn't, also didn't know that not all the gladiators fought to the death. Sometimes there was a winner and a loser. Sometimes they fought against a fucking tiger. Sometimes a tiger fought against an elephant. Sometimes the elephant fought against an alligator. Who the hell is picking these matchups? It's like the scariest boxing match ever. I'd like Floyd Mayweather have to box a tiger. That motherfucker. That wo I'd like him have to box a female tiger. <laughs> that would be amazing if we made Floyd Mayweather Jr. Sorry, Jr have to box a, a, a female tiger. Like, now try and punch this bitch, you crazy motherfucker. Try and hit a woman now. I'd like to see you try. I'd like to see you try. It was, it, we were sweating our balls off, walking through the Coliseum. It was dope. I got to touch the walls. And, and it's, you realize how much erosion has happened over the years. When I brushed the walls, this dust would just fall off. I was literally eroding the Colosseum with my bare hands. Um, and I did that corny thing that I do whenever I travel to some place that's old. I walk and I put my hand on the wall or I really have a moment where I just appreciate the fact that hundreds and thousands of years ago somebody was walking in the exact place that I was walking and passing through the exact place that I'm passing through. And it's just a way to connect me and to make me feel uh, realize how connected we all are and how... how much meaning there is to our lives and how small we are within the realm of this whole existence. It's just a good way to put shit into perspective and, and to check your ego. All you motherfuckers out there taking selfies and posting what you ate for the day. 
it's just, it's just good to stop and realize where you came from and how many people there were before you and how many more people there are going to be after you. You're not that fucking important. It's more important how you treat people than what you choose to eat as a treat in the day and how you post it. So that's what I took from the Coliseum. I really appreciated that life is not guaranteed. And it, it's a, I, I wouldn't say it's a gift. I'm not going to say life is a gift. You know, I wasn't wrapped up in a box and, and brought into this world. I mean, I was in my mom's box, but I wasn't, you know, I wasn't gift wrapped like, like those ladies do in the mall. It just, it happens. So it's more of a appreciation than feeling like you're, it's a gift. I mean, I don't, I don't think life is a gift. I think it just fucking happens and you have to make the best of it. Try not to work too hard and save your money and experience the world a little. And like I said before, I know a lot of you aren't that fortunate to do that. And I, and I, I'll travel for you. You can vicariously travel to the places I travel to through me, but Try not to uh, try not to be a dick in the process. So the Coliseum was great. We walked around for a little bit, went back to the hotel, chilled out. I drank like three proseccos, and then I um, we went and had like a little local dinner on our street, Marguta. There's this really delicious restaurant across the street from us. I had lemon pasta that I wanted to wrap myself in. It was fucking delicious. And I found a new Nero d'Avola, which is my favorite wine. It comes out of Sicily. It's indigenous to the Sicilian area. And we found a delicious wine, Harmonium, which is from Sicily. And it, Laura and I are obsessed with it. we got to find it in the States. And we just laughed about our trip. We laughed about... Uh, oh, my God, how can I forget? When we were walking on the Coliseum tour, that's it, we took a, it was a three-hour tour today or the, the well not today yesterday while we were at the coliseum and three hours in the in like 103 degree weather and at the after like the second hour we started walking we were walking along the roman forum and across the street was the the uh, trajan forum and beyond that was the basilica ulpia so we were surrounded by all this beautiful stuff and we had to stop we couldn't do it anymore we were fucking exhausted so we we turned in our little headsets because on the tour the guide gives you a, a, a verbal explanation of what you're seeing and you have a little headset a little um, portable headset so we handed those in we were like we're fucking done we can't do this anymore we still had an hour left in the tour we were like yo we're sweating balls we got to chill out you guys go ahead without us and we ended up walking down on our own and I was taking a photo of the Italian flag blowing in the breeze just beyond the just past the Roman Forum. And there happened to be one of those gladiators, the gladiator guys, kind of like there are in Times Square. You know, Laura put it perfectly. She's like, it's like Elmo, like the dressed up Elmos in, time, in, in Times Square. That's what it's like in Italy, in, in the, near the Coliseum. All these guys are dressed up in these plastic gladiator costumes. <laughs> so this guy just happened to be standing in my composition, in my frame. And I took a picture, and then he kind of made a face. He's like, hey! And I was like, yeah, hilarious. And I was far away. I was probably like 30 feet from him. I wasn't setting up the photo to take of him. I just was trying to get the flag and waiting for it to blow so I could see all the colors. And he walked in the frame, and I took the picture. 
And then he's like, oh, come over here. And I'm like, no, I'm okay. You know, because I lived in New York for 10 fucking years. You can't, you're not going to be able to try and scam me. It just won't work. And so he, I had to walk by him to get to where Laura and her mom were. He grabs me, pulls me in. He's in a fucking gladiator costume, like something you might find at a, at a costume store. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to dress up like this for Halloween this year pulls me and he goes photo photo and I was like no 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 photo because I know this motherfucker what he's gonna do is have me take photos and then charge my ass afterwards he's like photo photo and so Laura's just like appeasing him she's like all right and she snaps some pictures and he's like pretending to stab me with his gladiator sword you know his costume smelled like he just took it out of the package smelled like you know it had that fresh costume smell uh, with mixed with the aroma of Italian B.O. which is uh, enticing surprisingly those Italian B.O. pheromones were working for me even though this guy was a fucking monster so Laura takes a picture and then we're like okay and he's like no 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 more photo more photo and like grabs Laura and her mother and he's like squeezing them in and we're like okay great thanks and then he gets then his attitude changes he goes you pay me you pay me pay me now and he has a 20 20 euro bill in his hand he's like you give me 20 euros and we're like oh hell nah okay you need to calm down okay you need to calm down we are not going to give you any money right now okay mister you need to calm papa john you need to calm down papa john with this 20 euro when you he grabbed me i, I was trying to walk by and he pulled me in So we're like, nah, 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 fuck that. He's like, okay, 10 euro. We're like, nah, 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 fuck that. He's like, okay, 5 euro, nah, nah, nah. And I was like, Laura, don't give him a damn thing. So she gave him like 2 euros, and she's like, that's all you're going to fucking get. But she lost her mind. Laura, who is the director of Girl Code, one of my best friends, is so even-tempered. That's why we get along so well. We're very even-tempered. I've never seen her angry. And the first time I see her angry is her <laughs> screaming at this Italian dude in a fake gladiator costume when we're sweating balls in the front of the of the Roman Forum. She's just like screaming at him and I was laughing my ass off because I was like, oh my god, this is the first time I've ever seen Laura mad and she's mad at a guy in a Halloween costume. <laughs> so needless to say, we had a bunch of photos taken and it only cost us three euros and then we walked by another couple who was also having the same conversation with this fucking guy, another guy in the, in the gladiator costume. Moral of the story, date a real gladiator. Um, I am going to have to check on my flight here. I, we, we had a delicious, rest, you know, a delicious meal, like I said. Went back to our hotel room. I was texting a couple of my friends at night, and then I passed out, and I got here 17 hours early to the airport. So I'm going to wrap this all up with a little summary Once I get back to the States, I'm sure I'll experience some more things in the airport. Some, you bitches got to get your airport outfits in check. In Rome, it's no different than it is in the States. Some of these girls, now I don't know where you're going, and I respect you as a woman wanting to look good, but the high heels in the airport, listen, just calm it down. Just calm it down, okay? This isn't a Rob Reiner film. This isn't a Gary Marshall film. You're not going to fall in love at the, you know, near the tarmac. In, in gate 49B. It's not going to happen. Maybe it will. If you've ever fallen in love and married a guy at the air, from the airport, I want you to send me an email, jessiemaypelusocomedy at gmail, and tell me the story. Because I, I, I'm always looking like... I, I don't look like a bum, but I'm not trying to impress anybody. Okay? I'm not trying to get out there and impress anybody. I look like such a mess right now. Who am I, who am I kidding? 
I look like a hot mess. These people with their high heels. These, these women walking around like they, they're going to a job interview. They're probably just going to visit their parents. You know what? Do you? I'm not even going to talk shit. Do you looking good? I'm just hating in a corner, sweating for my asshole. Wear your high heels. More power to you. I hope it all works out. I hope it all works out for you in your fancy outfit. These motherfuckers. This airport, man. Can I get like a massage kiosk or something? They need to have like tickle kiosks so you can relax in between your flights. Sweden has that. They have like the first ever tickle spa where you go in and they tickle you. It may sound weird. Don't fight it. Let it come over you. Just let it come over you. Let it wash over you. There's so many bitches in high heels. I, I can't. I can't do it. I'm in my, I'm in my Adidas shelters right now. Just straight chilling. Right behind my luggage in a corner. Like a classy son of a bitch. Like a classy SOB. Um, yeah, so we'll wrap this up. Some, some shit might happen. We don't know. We don't know what's going to happen on the plane. I may, uh, maybe I'll fall in love with the pilot and I'll never come back. If I don't come back, it's for one of two reasons. I fell in love with the pilot or I got arrested because I was talking shit about the Vatican. When you walk in a dream, but you know I didn't get arrested. No, I didn't. No arrested. I made it. That's right, people. I made it. I had to fly from Rome to Norway. Norway. Oslo. To, the, to Oslo. And I was sweating balls. Just a hot mess. And I'm realizing I need to start looking cute like those ladies I was talking shit about in Rome. Because you never know who you're going to run into in the airport. And you could run into your husband there. So all I'm saying is... Look cute. Be ready for life. <clears throat> and I just burped. I parked up at a little sushi place. The Oslo airport is so dope. I parked up at this little sushi spot, and I got some sushi, and I also drank some beer. And then I hauled ass to my gate. I forgot. I bought stuff in, in this cute little store. I bought, like, some Italian hand soaps. They had Italian hand soaps at the Oslo airport. It, very confusing. I was like, am I back in Italy? What the hell's happening? I need a banana. So I bought a banana, some Italian hand soaps, and some other stuff. I left the bag at the sushi restaurant. This is what happens when you fucking travel. You lose your brain because you're so exhausted. Um, I had vacation brain. That's what Laura Murphy called it, and that's exactly what it is. It's vacation brain. I couldn't think. And so I went through the customs to get to my gate, and then I left all my stuff, my, my purchases that I bought, and I went through the gate, and there was another store there, so I rebought everything. <laughs> so you're welcome, whoever found my shit at the airport in Oslo. You're welcome. Tusen talk for Martin. Uh, that means thank you very much for the food in Norwegian. It's the only thing I can say. I, and then I, I have to tell you, Norwegian Air... One of the best airlines I've ever been on. I thought Aer Lingus was dope flying to Naples. <clears throat> I thought that that airline was dope. They've got nothing on the Norwegian airline, the new air, the new airplanes that they have. They have, like, a refreshing system. Like, they have an air filtration system so you don't get so jet lagged. And I have to tell you, I'm not that much jet, jet lagged right now. Maybe I am because I just said jet ragged. That sounds like something horrible that happens on your period. Um... I'm not jet-ragged right now, 
Their planes were dope. Everyone had a screen, a big screen on the back of the seat in front of you, and you could touch it and order food. I had a comfortable seat. I ordered some wine like a classy lady, and it was a 10-hour fucking flight. I just yawned. I think the jet lag is kicking in. (laughs) And I made it back, man. I made it back, and I made you guys a cute little Italy diary for you guys to consume. I had a good time, man. At the Dino, Dino and Tony's restaurant that's right near the Vatican, it was so funny because at the end when we paid, you know, they're screaming at each other, like I said. Like, the two brothers own it, and they're yelling at each other, and the daughter comes out, and they're yelling at the daughter. They're throwing pasta on people's tables. Everyone's sweating. There's there's no way to see. Air, the fans are blowing. Every light is on in the place. It's like bright f- fluorescent lighting. It's not a place you go to for ambiance, uh, but you do go to for the environment because it's so chaotic. And I just thought it was hilarious because when we we were so exhausted. We had walked to the Vatican all day long. We were sweating. I, I was delirious. I, I, I definitely had heat stroke because I sweated my way out in the Sistine Chapel. There's pools of Jesse May sweat in the Sistine Chapel still probably just dried up there right now. But when we got to that restaurant, we were all so delirious. We just wanted water. And then we were like, let's drink wine. So we got wine drunk after we were completely dehydrated. And um, we went to pay. And at the end, I just thought it was so funny. It's such a mom-pa restaurant. The guy, we pay the waiter, and he puts it in his wallet. (laughs) I've never seen that in a restaurant. When you pay and the waiter just puts it in his wallet, he puts the money in his wallet. Like, yep, okay, great, thanks. Going to take this money. It was so funny. You have to go. If anybody ever goes to Rome, go to Dino and Tony's. It's uh, a, a really great restaurant right around the corner from the Vatican. It's like four blocks from the Vatican. Ask somebody. It's a local place. It's not like a touristy place, I don't think. It's a, it definitely felt like all locals there. It was just wonderful. I also thought it was funny that w- one of the days that when we were in Rome, we were so exhausted from the heat that we just chilled in the hotel room for like an hour and Big was on. I don't know if anybody follows me on Snapchat, but I'm on Snapchat and I posted a little short video. I was watching Big in Italian. And it's so funny because it's such an iconic movie that you remember some of the lines and then when they say it in Italian, it just it's, it makes you laugh. I really want to learn it fluently right now. I'm going to have to move on from my Greek fetish and find some Italian boys. Joe Maneglio Jellos. I don't even know if he speaks English properly. Um, and the whole trip, I was also in the search of the perfect fruit tart. I love fruit tarts. I don't know if anybody knows this Italian delicacy, but if you go to the, the pasticcerias in Italy, it's just a little, it's like a little mini pie. And my grandma, you know, we always used to have these for the holidays. It's just like a little teeny tart it's like a, a pie crust, and then there's custard on the pie crust, and on top of that, it's fruit, and then a, a, a sugar glaze over that. I fucking love them, and I searched high and low everywhere for one, and I found a teeny mini one, this cute little restaurant on the Amalfi Coast. That Not restaurant, it was a panza, a, a pizzeria, a little bakery. Had this little, it was like the shape of a half dollar. That's how big this little tart was, and the girl who owned the bakery had a French bulldog, which I thought was funny, like even in Italy, they love French bulldogs. And he was just chilling, and I tried to tell him to sit, and I realized Italian dogs don't speak English. <laughs> I'm like, sit, sit, and she's like, he doesn't know what sit means. And I forget the fucking Italian word for sit, but I was just like, sit, sit, you cute little bastard, sit down. And she's like, no, 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 he don't, he don't know what you mean. 
And I just felt like such an asshole that I'm, you know, I assume that the dog also speaks English. Sedirsi. <laughs> Sedirsi. Sedirsi. How do you say it? I'm the worst Italian ever. Um, I'm going to have to learn Italian. That's just going to be my goal in life to learn it. That's all I want. I just want to be able to speak it and have my husband and we live on a boat and we travel around. Um, what the one place I wanted to broadcast from where I was unable to was from when we left the Amalf, uh, Capri, we took a boat from Capri to Sorrento at 8am in the morning. And you know, they serve drinks on the boat. I, I'm not going to lie. I had breakfast wine at 8am. You know, the guy comes around, he's like water, wine. And Laura's like, should we get water? I'm like, wine did you say wine (laughs) hashtag breakfast wine delicious uh and i like to give a shout out to betsy johnson she sent me a bikini last that that bikini is from last season she sent it to me but i was waiting for some time special something special a reason to wear it and i thought italy was the best place and so thank you betsy for sending me that bikini it was adorable i loved it the italians loved it especially when i dove in the ocean the top flew off thank you for that moment uh it just italy was amazing i've and i know i've said it a thousand times but in all realness i haven't taken a vacation in a very long time and it felt so good to go on vacation with one of my best friends and her mom her mom was there as well who just had knee surgery and we were thinking like, Oh, you know, maybe we're going to be have to walk slower because she's injured. It was so hot. Neither of us were trying to walk fast. So her mother walking a little slow didn't even hold us back. And we were still able to flirt with all the Italian boys on our last night in the Amalfi coast. We met some guy named Marco who I'm pretty sure was trying to get Laura and I into the sex trade in Italy. Had her mother not been there, he probably would have, you know, really tried to get us into the sex trade. Um, he was like, my name is Marco. And I was like, is your last name Polo? So stupid. He didn't get it. <laughs> and then he asked Laura, he goes, are you on Tinder to Laura? Like, what a weird question. Like, are you on Tinder? And she's like, did he see me on Tinder? She's like, I'm not even on Tinder. <laughs> oh, well, it was just a beautiful trip. I, I loved it. It was so great to be able to really chill out. And I stuffed my face. I ate so much delicious food. And let me tell you, America, our food fucking sucks. It sucks. Your Our farm-to-table, our organic, all, everything sucks. It's all full of shit. And the food here is, chemi- is soaked in chemicals, and then it's treated in chemicals, and then it's coated in chemicals, and then it's packaged in chemicals, and we eat it, and we wonder why we have all the disease and, uh, you know, problems, me- health problems that we do. The food in Italy is unreal. Unreal. And I know it sounds cliche. Eat a dick. It's delicious. I bet you the dicks are even more delicious in Italy as well. I um, I asked questions. I asked you guys to ask me some questions. Um, I did a, Q, a live Q&A from the airport. That was a lot of fun because I had such a long layover in Rome. So whoever, everybody who was a part of that, I was doing that live from Rome so I appreciate you being a part of <laughs> the Q and the, the live Q and a, um, I have also been reading this. I actually finished a book. It's called the ocean at the end of the lane. I believe that's what it's called. Um, and it's, I don't know if anyone's read this book, but 
I, I just, I, I really want somebody to, it, if you, it's like full of metaphors. I think I just was in a vacation mindset and it was so hard for me to like really get into the meaning of all these metaphors, but it really was a great book. So I don't know if anyone's ever read this book, Ocean at the End of the Lane. It's a very, it's a novel, a short novel, quick read. So check it out. I would suggest a movie, but I, the only movie I watched this past week was Big in Italian. I even took a break from watching movies. Uh, I, I read a lot, and on vacation I get to read more. So The Ocean at the End of the Lane is a good book. It's a novel. I usually read nonfictions because I'm a fucking dork. But uh, I also took time to ask you guys to ask me questions. You know, I like to answer your questions and get in, in touch with you guys. Not as in touch as a lot of you creepy bastards would like me to be. Uh, Kenrick Arthur Duncan asks, what's the best thing you've eaten in Italy? Like I said, Kenrick, everything. Even like the little restaurants that look like they wouldn't be delicious. Fucking delicious. Fucking delicious. I'd, I'd have to say the olives were the biggest surprise. The olives taste so good. and it, I eat a lot of olives and then you realize how much... Uh, how many chemicals ours have. I asked for olive juice in Italy. They don't even have olive juice, really, because they don't package the olives. They just pick them off the tree, and they fucking eat them. Um, John Wendell asks, what does it smell like in, in Italy? It smells like pastries and pussy. Um, Corinne Valentine asks, who do you feel paved the way for you to become a female comedian? Well, I never viewed myself as a female comedian. I just... I never even viewed myself as a comedian, but I, I, I get what you're saying. Um, I guess, you know, it was, it was a, a, a combination of people, you know, it was Richard Pryor. It was Gene Wilder. It was Robin Williams. It was Joan Rivers, Phyllis Diller. Um, it was Wanda Sykes. It was, there's so many different comedians that paved the way. It wasn't just a female comedian. It was a, a, a amalgamation of a, a bunch of different people. So, I hope that answers your question. My my dad, my mom, they're both hilarious. Um, Bruce Bennard asks, are the armpits even hairier in Italy? I remember at 13 going to Paris and saw some sights and cute European girls holding up their arms with a bush growing out. I didn't notice any hairy armpits, Bruce, but then again, I'm not staring at fucking armpits. Maybe you got a problem. Stop staring at armpits. You know, if that's your prerogative, then be prepared that there might be a hairy one and don't judge a person. You know, maybe they had a, a bad accident with a razor as a child and they're, tra they're traumatized. You might marry a nice woman with a hairy armpit. You're going to judge her? Okay. And you can decorate it. Get creative. Um, let's see. Cody colon Chase. Do you remember the good-looking bartender from Buffalo? <laughs> uh, from the comedy club? Did I go out in Buffalo? I don't remember you, Cody. Oh, wait. Uh, I have to look at your page. I'll have to check and see if I remember you, Cody. Kelly Joe Kibler asks, are the men sexy? Are the women hairy? What is it with you guys? You know, I'm, I, I shouldn't even talk shit because my last name, Peluso, literally means big and hairy or many hairs in Italian. That is the direct translation. So I take it back. We can talk hairy. The women weren't very hairy, but the men were sexy. I got to tell you, these bus drivers, all these municipal workers looking sexy, looking fine. Even the dudes that are just like delivering produce, uh, it just like everyday workers, so sexy. They, it's, one of the bus drivers is a big fat fucking Italian guy. When we left Lido Il Faro, the, the beach in um, the Amalfi Coast, Laura and I, when we were jumping off the rocks with the little Italian boys, you get to catch these like little local buses that take you back up into town. 
he was sexy. He had a huge ass beer belly or maybe a pasta belly and he just was sexy. I don't care. They're sexy. Exotic is is a thing and I want to move back there and marry a fisherman. <laughs> um Jordan Levy, you Jordan Levy. I know Jordan Levy. He um he he shot a uh, uh, he you shot did, Jordan. You worked on um, uh, the the thing the the what call it? I'm having a a vacation brain right now. Um, the morning after show, Jordan Levy, very funny. Do you have butt implants? I don't have butt implants, Jordan. I eat pasta and I do squats. <laughs> Mario. Renteria, bleached butthole update. She's bleached, she's beautiful, and she's ready for her love. <laughs> Linda Cipriani, Cipriani, when are you going to grab John Stamos's behind? I care. I still wish you were on the East Coast. Okay, um, I'm not going to grab his behind right now because his behind is in rehab and he needs to get his behind healthy, and I wish him all the best. Uh, poor John Stamos is having a rough go at it, and I, you know, if he just lets me take care of him, I would bring him back to health. I would I would bring him sober and make I would make him drunk off of me. <laughs> um couple more questions here. Let's see. Paul Via Nueva, where's the best pizza, Jesse May? I love the pizza in Rome and Florence. Um I I the pizza everywhere was delicious. I have to say the best pizza that I had was in Capri though. That pizza was unreal. But it it's just like I, I can't even, I just don't, don't make me think about it because I can't, I'm in LA and there's no fucking good pizza in LA and I want to punch somebody. I want to punch somebody. Um, Michelle Edwards, why are you not on girl code anymore? I talk about that on my podcast episode eight. I think the podcast where I talk about farts. That's when I talk about not being on girl code anymore. Check it out. Um, Philip Hartman, who was your best kiss? I don't know, Philip. You want to top? You want to top the chart? You pervert. My best kiss, Fozzie Bear, this morning. Even though his breath smells like death because death is upon him, but he doesn't want to walk into the darkness because he's afraid of being alone without me. And he likes having me spend a thousand dollars every month on his fucking doggy Viagra. You little dick. I love you so much, you cute little fucker. I see you over there, Fozzie Bear. Um. Let's see. Two more questions. Let's do two more questions. Natalie Sliger, Sliger, Natalie Sliger Cloud. I don't know what kind of fucking name that is. It sounds like you, you, you deliver, you, you deal drugs. Natalie Sliger Cloud. <laughs> if you weren't a comedian, what would you like to do for a living besides modeling? Oh, you're sweet. I'd be a hand model. Um, I would be a singer or a veterinarian. I'd be a singing veterinarian. I'd sing dogs right into their death. Let's start with Fozzie. Ah, Fozzie, can you please die? (laughs) Oh, my God. We're going to end it on that. I'm going to start doing giveaways every maybe like other week. uh, Every couple weeks, I'm going to be doing giveaways from a couple of my favorite companies. So I'm going to post on my Facebook fan page. I'm going to make you guys either caption a photo or send me a funny photo or something like that. It's all going to take place on my fan page. And then I'm going to pick the winner and we're going to do it for next week. 
and I'm going to mention the winner on the podcast. So you have to go to the fan page, Jesse May Peluso Comedian on Facebook to participate, and then you have to listen to my podcast to hear if you won. Uh, and I've got some really cool companies that are sending me stuff that I want to give to you guys because I have enough shit in my life and I appreciate you listening and I want to give back to you fuckers. So I hope you enjoyed my Italian Chronicles this week's episode without a guest. The guest was Italy and I'm ending this episode with one of my favorite movies, one of my favorite scenes of my favorite movies, uh, Goodfellas, keeping the Italian theme, and it's the scene after they kill the guy, well, the guy is in the trunk, and they have to bury him, and they go over to Joe Pesci's mom's house, and she's talking to Henry uh, about why he's so quiet. I just, I love this scene. You, if you don't know Goodfellas, then we can't be friends. If you do know Goodfellas, you know this scene. It's iconic. Joe Pesci goes to his house, and they don't want to wake the mom up, and they go, and the mom's already in the kitchen, and she's like, go sit down, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make you something to eat, so Italian. It's just, they hit every stereotype in this movie, he just really hit the nail on the head, but I love this scene, so I hope you enjoy it. Italy, I love you. Sharp Tongue Podcast listeners, I love you more. Mia more. Te amo. Until next week, arrivederci. How's your friend, Henry, there? Henry, what's the matter? You don't talk too much. What you talk a little bit? What are you quiet for? You don't eat much. You don't talk much. <laughs> I'm just listening. What's the matter? Something wrong with you? You remind no. me of when we were kids from Paris, used to visit one another, and there was this man. He would never talk. He would just sit there all night and not say a word. So they said to him, what's the matter, Compari? Don't you talk? Don't you say anything? He says, what am I going to say? That my wife two times me? So she says to him, shut up, you're always talking. <laughs> <laughs> but well, in Italian, it sounds much nicer. Well, you know? the content. Yeah, that's it. What's that mean? It means he's, he's content to be a jerk. Ah. Well, and he doesn't care. Who knows it? He's did, content. Uh, did Tommy ever tell you about my painting? No. Look at this. Ah, it's beautiful. I like this one. The dog, one dog goes one way and the other dog goes the other way. Well, one is going east and the other one is going west. So what? And this guy's saying, what do you want from me? Guy's got a nice head of white hair. Look how beautiful with the dog. It looks the same. Yeah. Looks like somebody we know. <laughs> <laughs> Without the beard. No, it's him. Oh, <laughs> <laughs>